Power Fitness with Jack Nunn. How's it going, Jack? How you doing? Good, man. Good. <laughs> I, uh, I get you cut off, but uh, we got it fixed right on time. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we're at another edition of Power Fitness with Jack Nunn, and uh, uh, how's your week been, man? It's been good. It's been a busy, uh, very busy start to the year. Um, I had just got back from Ursa, which is the uh, fitness and uh wellness convention in um in las vegas and then uh working with the evo bike company and then i'm going to germany on monday this coming monday for a week for fibo which is the biggest health fitness convention in the world um and then when i come back from that i'll be doing the iron man in may in texas and I find out in about ten days if I won the if I won the lottery to go to Hawaii to do the Ironman out there. So yeah, it's been nuts here <laughs> and uh, along with that, and then switching everything over from powerhouse uh, from two locations to one location, which is actually working out very well. We've got a good uh, synergy and good um, classes going on at the boathouse. Uh, I believe we have twenty classes a week. Um, good sizes you know everyone's happy with all the times to choose from you can take a look at that on powerhousefit.com and uh yeah just getting ready so i pulled a april fool's joke on um some people yesterday and i mentioned uh that i officially signed up for the uh, race across America, which is um, <laughs> that's a tough which race. Is a bike, which, yeah, it's a, it's it's dubbed the hardest race in the, of the in the world. Um, the most challenging because you have a, it starts in San Diego. At least I don't know. This is last year. It starts in San Diego, ends in New Jersey, and you have a week um, to ride across America. And some people are like at first, like you know, for people who kind of don't know the distance, you know, they're like, oh, you know. It's just a race, you know. I'm like, no, think about it. <laughs> or think about it. Seven days, seven divided by three thousand. Seven days into three thousand miles. So basically, you have to ride over four hundred miles a day. Four hundred miles a day of cycling. So to put that in perspective, when I race an Ironman and I have my disc wheels and my helmet and I'm, you know, going twenty-one miles an hour. I do 112 miles in five hours. Yeah. So think about 400 miles. That's 20, you know what I mean? That's 20 hours of riding. Oh, and, so, and I read a, I read a thing where the, the guys that compete in that average, the winners average about 30 minutes sleep uh, over the course of that time. Right, because there's... Yeah, I mean that's and that, see that's that's racing. That would be if I held that pace. And actually, that it's really like five hours and twenty minutes is what you know, 112 miles. Yeah, so it's 
so anyways, if you do the math, yeah, I mean, you can't really race it. I mean, you gotta, you're, you are, but you're not. I mean, you're just trying to survive. And guys from the Tour de France do this, and and there's a video. It actually won some awards at the Sundance Film Festival um, uh, last year, when they filmed it. And there's this guy on there in the middle of the video. It's on YouTube, and I posted it on Facebook so everyone could see it. And um, and there's this guy in the middle of the video, and, he, and he's going, I can do it, I can do it. And his friend's like, dude, you are a thousand miles behind. There's no way you can catch <laughs> And he's just, you can see his face, totally delirious. He's, you know, he's just totally, like, he's on drugs. And he's just because he hasn't slept, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and he's trying to catch up. And these are guys that are pro, you know, pro cyclists from the Tour de France. They can't even finish it, you know. No, no. So, I, I think the... Excuse me. I think when I was reading about it, one of the guys there has, has won it uh, multiple times, actually. Oh yeah, um, yeah, just nuts. I mean, that's just crazy. And you know, they have to deal with all the. Uh, on top of that, they have to deal with all the um, environment. You know, the wind or the heat or the whatever it is across America that you get when you're just general uh, weather conditions. Exactly. That you don't think about. Um, you have to have a chase team and all that stuff. But, but yeah, on Facebook, everyone's like, oh, wow, well, congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm not doing this insane, <laughs> right? You know? Some people are like, oh, it'll be a breeze for you. And I'm like, you understand? <laughs> and I'm like, you don't understand at all um, what that entails. So, yeah, it was funny. And then, um, uh, yeah, I'm just training really hard right now for a uh, for Texas, which is coming up fast, um, it's Ironman Texas in, in Houston in, in the Woodlands, which is a suburb of Houston, and uh, that's in May 18th. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's just it's kind of nerve wracking. So coming up on me. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's let's, let's handle a few questions. Uh, you uh, some of the questions people people are concerned about. How how hard they should train, and uh, and whether or not, um, you know, do, do you wait for? Is it something you know in in within your within your body, or is it something like if you're in a team sport, you let the coach decide, um, and and uh, you know, and, and on different pieces of equipment like the uh, like the the uh, spin cycles and things like that. How high should you turn uh, turn the tension and things like that? So. Um, you know, and I, I know it's kind of all over the map, but uh, what, what's a good idea or a good compass to use to decide how hard you should be training? Well, I just wrote a lot about because I'm working for the cycling company now, and I from time to time in all these classes that I've taught over the years. The number one question I get over the years is how many calories do you burn in a class, and that's very broad um, because it, there's so many factors that play into that um, body weight. Your, whether you're female or male, how much you weigh, what's your fitness level, all that stuff plays into it. So the other thing that I get is, um, you know, with that is that uh, how hard should I go or, you know, the harder you go, the more calories you burn, but then you don't want to burn out of class or quit too early. You want to pace yourself through class. And a lot of people ask, you know, especially on the bike, or, you know, even on the Roy machine, like, how hard do I know? And the Roy machine's nice because they have a, um, a power outage or a, split, a watt. So they have a watt reading so you get to know how many watts you're producing. 
And I usually tell people you want to hit your body weight in watts. So whatever you weigh, you're trying to get to that number. Right. So that's right in front of them. They can see that. Now on the bike, they're starting to get that technology more and more. Um, it's kind of inconsistent because there's so many bike companies around. But I generally tell people the same thing. If they can get to their body weight, but mainly if they can get maybe a little over their body weight in watts, that's good. Um, but then again, you know, there's a lot of bikes that don't have that reading of watts. Right. They have cadence. They have, uh, you know, um, RPMs. They have time, miles. Miles doesn't really, because you could just spin the bike and then go 15 miles, or someone else could spin the bike with tension and go 15 miles. It doesn't really tell you much. Um, it's just reading how many, you know, how many revolutions the uh, the wheels going. So right. It doesn't measure your actual power outage so what you want to do is you know it's, it's a scientific term it's called PE perceived exertion so that's what you think is you know and there's usually I use a scale one to ten and uh, sometimes we'll use it in rowing but mostly just in cycling and I generally want to have people always like you know when you go to a doctor and the doctor asks how much you know how how in pain are you from a scale one to ten ten being the worst right I've been using that lately because a lot of people can relate to that, and it really is. It's like with that tension, with that resistance comes pain. When you feel that pain, that's your muscles working, burning, therefore you're burning calories, you're, and then you're out of breath, and, you know, there's all these things that go on. So people who aren't really familiar with 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 uh, fitness and working out, they don't really feel that day-to-day, -day. so you have to kind of really get to the bottom of it and teach them this is what you have to feel in order for you to get results. And I've had people come up to me and challenge me on this, and they're like, I don't believe, you know, you should feel pain when you work out. I'm like, well, uh, I don't know what to tell you on that one because you have to feel something because what, you know, otherwise you're not going to, you know, you're, you're not going to get there. You might get there over time. It's going to take you longer. But you got to feel something, and that, that no pain, no gain kind of, uh, that, that saying still holds true to this day, and you, you really have to feel it, because that's that discomfort. Your heart rate is rising, but then you get those endorphins afterwards, you feel great. That's the side effect. You know, your blood pressure goes down, all this stuff, so um, cholesterol, blood, you know, goes down, all, all these side effects happen, but you got to feel that you got to put that burn, that time in, that work. That's why they call it a work out, you know. Yeah. So, because you're working, you know, and, and um, so it's interesting when I'm trying to, because people have been coming up to me like, how do I know on the bike there's no numbers? So I thought that's what you think is that number. So my eight or my seven is different from a girl that's 100 pounds riding on the bike, her seven. If I, if I, turn that knob up to what I think is a seven, there's no way she would be able to do that because I weigh 210 pounds. I'm able to push that weight down into the pedal where she is only hundred pounds. She has a different level, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it's to each their own as far as, you know, on that scale, they're working to themselves, but they have to make sure that they're feeling that discomfort, that they're working out, that they're putting that time in and um, and really feeling that uh, 
that you know that that workout that that calorie burn um and it's some people want to sit back in class and i tell them to pace themselves because you know if they quit too early they're gonna get you know oh i'm you know upset or you know if they feel like they failed the class or something like that you just the best the best thing to do is just turn it down and stay for the rest of the hour at least in the, and mentally that's very very powerful because they were able to hold out through the whole hour of class right and the worst thing you do is get off and and stop and be like i can't do this you know and it's not you know in my classes were all about like everyone stay there in class do what you can pace it but work push yourself you know push it like learn to push your body learn to um learn that scale learn where you can go and it gets better after time when you, you start pushing those numbers up you start pushing a little harder you know pushing more you burn more calories you get to your results faster so that's and, and on a side note you know in college it was interesting because they've done some studies lately on these college teams, especially uh, one in particular they wrote about, uh, I think it was USC, their water polo team, and they weren't doing so hot one year, earlier on in the year, and the coach was like, what's going on? And basically the coach was pushing these kids too far, and they, they were training at maximum capacity for you know months, and they weren't getting that base. Right. But the the kids weren't telling the coach that the practices were too hard. So that was the coach perceived the wrong workouts for the group. And But there was no feedback. So there's got to be communication there, too. And um, that's a big like, – I, I can totally relate to that. In college, uh, every stroke was, was full power, every single stroke. We never had – we didn't have much of – you know, base workouts. We did, but that was our coach's way of thinking about that. And he'd always push us more and more and more. So, I mean, it wasn't ideal. It worked, but it, it really, you could burn out really quick doing that. Um, you know, and, and you don't need to work that hard and, and kill yourself every, every single session. You can work at a high heart rate zone where you're just pushing the limit a little bit but you're still able to do it for a while and then every once in a while you can do those hard hard workouts well as a, so as, as a called student, aerobic anaerobic as know. a student athlete though what what choice do you have if the coach is you know setting the standard does a does a student athlete really have a have a choice not really yeah especially at d1 i mean you know you can speak up but you're probably gonna get a backlash from it. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you say, coach, these workouts are too hard, maybe if the top guy, I mean, if you get together as a group, you know, and that's what happened with this USC team is they got together as a group. Or the coach finally said, hey, what's going on? The group said, hey, these these practices are too hard. Right. This is, this is just too nuts every day. And um, their performance is going down. So they're overtraining too much anaerobic workouts you know, and not enough base. So um, that's just an example of, you know, another perceived exertion, which you're, you know, you're assuming or you're perceiving that, you know, this group or this, you know, needs this kind of workout. Whereas, you know, in my classes, it's not like that. It's That's just an example of extreme, extreme example. But in my classes, I just tell people, listen, 
learn to learn to push yourself. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna go around and and you know yell in your face or do anything like that like in college. But I want you to learn how to do that. Like I can show you the way. I can guide you, but it's up to you to push yourself harder. You know, to make your you know to be out of breath and. And I just try and describe how the feelings, and then, you know, they take it and run and go with it. So. Right. I think the other day, it was funny, last night I was teaching a cycling class, and I kind of got, I kind of got, I was getting really into the music and really into it, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to be walking around and turning your knobs up, and, you know, I can only show you the way you guys, because I was getting this feeling like people weren't weren't trying, and they weren't pushing, and and I got really, like, into it. And I started saying, like, I don't really care what you guys are doing. <laughs> and I, I, that was a bad thing to say. Like, I do care. But I, what I was trying to say is, you know, I don't I don't care as much to turn, to go walk around. So there's some instructors that walk around and turn the knob up right. on you. And that's wrong. I think I don't think that's right. And, yeah, they get into it, too. But I was just describing, like, I don't care where you're at. I just want you to push yourselves to your limit, you know, and I can I can show you the way. But the way I said it was it was funny. I was like, ah, should I, should I say I'm sorry on that comment? Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe no one heard me, you know. But I didn't really know. I was just getting really into it, so I kind of slipped out. But um, I do care. I do care about everyone's results. It's just that I don't, I don't, it's, it's the wrong kind of way. I don't, I don't want to walk around and go, this is where you should be, do it. You know, you know, I, I just kind of guide people through the workout. So right. it's a very, it's a kind of a tricky slope. It, it's cause I'm not that person. And I, you know, whatever your goals are, if you want to stay the same, I need to know, you know, where do you, where do you want to be? How do you know, how do you want to get there? And then I can personalize it and do that. So, and that's actually, I came out with a new membership a nice segue. I came out with a new membership uh, called the Jumpstart 120, and I just wrote about it just yesterday. Uh, it's on my blog, and it's a 120-day membership, um, and it's very much personalized. So I send you like weekly emails. Um, I'm per- I'm your personalized coach. I'm your personal coach for that 120 days. Along with that, you get a nutrition package, so you get. Um, Juice Plus involved with your workout regime, and that's all included with the with the price and the membership. And it's a four month uh, membership uh, jumpstart. So um, usually you think of jumpstarts like one month or two months. Well, this is four months, and the reason is because I want you to stay. It's a lifestyle, you know. Right. Once you involved, and and I I, be, I really believe what they say. It takes like. 27 days to break a habit. I think it takes more than that. You need, you know, you need a few months because that, you know, after New Year's and stuff like that, I see people dropping off now already. And this is now three, four months in. And even now people are dropping off. So it really, the, the longer you can maintain that good, um, you know, that, that good span of workout and that, and good, nutrition and good good fitness and the better off you are the right. more the more chance you're going to stay with it so i wanted to, i wanted to go back and 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 ask you a follow-up to something you were talking about you know you were talking about um your training you know especially for athletes and things like this <clears throat> and how hard people should train on a regular basis but 
a lot of times we'll we'll run into athletes who've who um, who've trained with whatever sport they're involved in with the team, uh, you know, all day, you know, multiple days a week. But then on the weekends or or later on in the day, they're in the gym training again, uh, trying to get that extra competitive edge. Um, where where's the fine line between overtraining and and training uh, enough? To, to actually take your take your game to the next level? Yeah, it's a great question. I was definitely one of those guys who actually, <laughs> I was an example for the women's team at Cal. I remember I um, we had this tough workout one day um, on the rowing machine on uh, Friday. And we had Friday night off. We had Saturday morning practice. And I, after after our rowing practice, I went into the rec center, into the gym at Cal, and started lifting weights and started uh, doing, I think I was on the, the Stairmaster or something like that. The woman's coach comes by, and he goes, uh, didn't I just see you, like, working out for two hours, like, with, you know, with your team? And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get some extra workout in. His mouth dropped, and he couldn't believe it because our workout was pretty tough. And I was like, "Yeah." And I was a culprit. I was one that would always would go to the gym. I was insecure. I, I would go to the gym and lift weights or to get more. And that wasn't really that smart, I don't think. And my dad, I remember, told me a few times. He's like, "You know, you're already doing a lot. You know, just trust." what the team is doing. I'm like, no, 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 I have more energy. I want to keep going and do more. Well, sometimes less is more. And when you do that extra, you know, weights or whatever, you're actually, you know, could be hurting yourself in a way. Um, But I did it in a way. I looked at weights. I guess it helped. I don't know. I would cycle the practice, warm up. If I could do it again, I'm not sure. Maybe I'd tone it down a little bit. But that was just my personality. So, but anyways, the, the funny story was that the coach went the next day to women's, the you know, to make this whole speech, and the whole speech was around me. And he goes, you know, I just saw Jack none last night in the gym after his workout, and this is what we have to be like. You know, we have to be driven like this guy. And so, like for for years, like I guess he would have the speech and for years girl with a woman's crew would come up to me like various members would be like you know what because of you now we're training <laughs> twice as much <laughs> I was like oh shoot sorry guys you know like I didn't mean to do anything I was just trying to work out so he was making an example out of me and I'm sure if I talked to him again he, he would laugh about it because um that was kind of yeah it was funny but yeah I mean that that's a great question. That is hard to answer because um, you there's for different sports for different events it means different things. So meaning that like for an Ironman you got to put in more hours, but there has to be balance. You got to take a day off. As long as you're taking a day off to rest to listen to your body, and I think that's that's the key is listening to your body. If mm-hmm. you're worn out, if you're brain dead, if you're not feeling it you're pushing yourself to that level then take a break you don't need to go farther now sometimes you're tired and you push through 
it's just listening to your body. And then the more you do, the more sensitive you kind of get a little bit. So you kind of fine tune. Right. But it's all it's all a balance. And if you can get a schedule that that really works, like as far as you know, maybe you have two day, two hour a day here or one hour a day here, take it next day off every other day, work out. Because where you really gain is rest time. You get you your muscles grow while you rest. Um, well, now that, that's what training. That brings you know, so. that brings up my my last question of the day, and that is uh, about the rest. Um, there are some people that advocate three days on, one day off, three hundred sixty five days a year. Some people I hear say, you know, work out five days and take the weekend off. Um, yeah, and, you know, and, and and different variations of those two camps. Uh, what is the preferred method, and uh, is that is that a personal thing, or is there some science behind it? It's a personal thing, um, definitely. Maybe for me, um, I work out better at night. I'll work out in the morning, but I can't work out that early. I'm I'm totally not a morning person. I'm more of a night person. So work with what you have. If you are more of a night person or a morning person, work out during the morning or night. If you're alert, you know what I mean? Don't wait till after work and think, oh, I'm going to work out at night after work. No, it's not going to happen. If you're waking up early, you're out of bed, go in the morning. If you're uh, doing a desk job, you know, Monday through Friday, go at lunch. Don't wait till after work. Um, somehow schedule it in. Have a schedule too. But yeah, that's totally personal. Um, now, if you're on a team, you don't really have a choice. Right. But um, but if you're doing it recreationally, the other thing is is um, if you're just starting out, I would say three days a week, spread them out. However you want to do it, just spread out the days. Um. Also, you know, the more you work out, the more you go. So after a couple of weeks, try and go four days a week. After that, kind of go five days a week. You should uh, always at least have a day off, meaning 24 hours or 36 hours. Um, so sometimes it's always a Sunday. That's easy for people. Um, sometimes the other thing, your body gets used to that, so you might want to switch it up a little bit sometimes, like work out on a Sunday, but then take Monday off, or fight, you know, whatever you want to do. And then, for the year, um, there's been science about this, too. If you don't take a week off in a year, meaning like five days, six days, your body, giving your body like rest like for that week, there's science that says that um, I've read this in numerous places that says you are like 90% likely to get hurt. Wow. Um, you know, your body will break down. You're not giving yourself really that much rest. You know, when you do every other day, your body needs that break. And if you give a week off where you kind of mentally and physically just kind of just lay low, um, you're much le- more likely to keep going than to get injured or sick because right. um, you can push yourself too much. So that's definitely, um, you know, that's definitely the case. So, yeah, just take it day by day and don't stress. If you don't make it one week, then, you know, 
try the next and don't uh, be present, you know, and, you know, live each day. And then uh, if you can get it in, schedule it in. If not, don't panic, you know, and, and just keep just keep on it. You know, as long as you have it in the back of your head and you're conscious of it, that's a start. Excellent. And Excellent. then, and then just, but, and then nutrition's huge. If you can train, change your nutrition, that's huge. I mean, that's, that's a big battle right there. And then working out is like, you know, your bonus burning time, you know? Right. Well, so. as, as we wind down, uh, as a good, tan- a good, a good opportunity to talk a little bit about, uh, you mentioned earlier Juice Plus. Tell us a little bit about you know, what you believe in Juice Plus. Yeah, so I talk about it almost every show, and you know, I take I've been taking it for now over almost four years now, every day, and it's basically your insurance to get um, more fruits and vegetables in your system every day. An easy way to do it, because um, I know I don't eat fruits and vegetables every single day. I know people claim they do, but I'm like, really, do you? And I don't want to follow them around and be like, investigator, and be like, you know, ha, you didn't today. But really, every day, think about it. Do you get 10 servings of fruits and vegetables? Definitely not. Like, unless you're a professional chef, you know, or you have one in your house. But this is a way, this is a way to, um, to get that every day, an easy way, and it's in capsules. And it's a concentrated food. That's all it is in a capsule. So you're able to, and it really does work. People are like, what is this? You know, how does this work? And they take all the water out, all the sugar out, and then they they juice it. They, they dry it in a way that doesn't damage the phytonutrients. You take it. It's absorbed with the food. gets absorbed in your bloodstream. And all the good side effects take place. More regular, better sleep. Um, more energy throughout the day, less sick days, um, more alert, everything. It's just, it really does work. So it's very easy. It's a couple dollars a day. Um, it's like a cup of coffee, less than a cup of coffee a day. So you can go on my website, jnunjuiceplus.com, or on my website, powerhousefit.com, at the bottom of the homepage, and just click on that for more info. And just read all the studies that all the doctors do and I mean you just you don't hear it just from me you hear it from doctors from Harvard Yale Cedar Sinai um, Cedar Sinai American Cancer Centers of America and Texas um, all around the world Australia France so doctors from everywhere and it's, it, it works so I have a couple doctors at my, at my fitness center that are on it um full-blown and they're like oh yeah we totally see the need for better nutrition and this is the way to do it excellent well thanks a lot jack and uh good luck on uh, all your travels in the next few weeks and uh, i guess we'll right. we'll do this again when you're when you're back in town yeah maybe i'll call you randomly from germany <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah i'll be like germany and i'll uh Say some, uh, learn some language. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, until then, you have a safe and wonderful week. And uh, thanks a lot. You listen to the Power Fitness with Jack Nunn right here on the Talk Story Radio Network. And each show is archived right here on the website. So uh, thanks a lot, Jack. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 